It's Scott Hamilton back with another interview here at Rockfile Radio talking to Einar of Leprous. Long time coming, but I'm glad to finally have the time. How are you, my friend? I'm very good. Out having an evening walk here in Norway. What time to... What time is it in Norway? It's 1.30 here. Uh, it's uh, 7.30 in the evening. Oh, so just before sunset, you still have some light? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the summer, we have light uh, until quite late here in uh uh, Norway. It's so it's uh, especially in like uh, June, July. It's lighter until almost midnight. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that would be something to get used to for us. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, during the winter, it's the opposite, you know. So then we have very short days. Right. Now we have long days during the winter. Very short days. Well, I got to give you congratulations before we dive into it. The new album is fantastic. Thank you so much. I know that uh, it comes out August uh, the 27th, so a lot of us have had it early, and, and everybody I've talked to, everyone who's had a chance to hear it, all thinks this is the next level thing for you guys, so congratulations on some great work. Well, thank you so much. That's really cool to hear, uh, Like especially since, uh, yeah, the album has been done in such a different way. <laughs> well, and let's get into that. Now, I've been a fan of you guys since Tall Poppy Syndrome, since the very beginning, and, and you have definitely evolved your sound and your stage presence this, I mean, during your entire career. But what, what made you do this one differently than you did the last couple? Because this is, uh, if I could say, songwriting is a bit more concise. There's some new elements in there. There's some less ethereal stuff, but more... I don't know. You could probably explain it better than me. What was the thought process that got into creating this Aphelion album? Um, more or less nothing, to be honest. <laughs> we cleared our minds. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's the whole point with this album. You just you stop thinking and you start doing, basically. So that's why I call it a very intuitive album. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we, we didn't even plan to do an album uh, at this stage because we had touring to do still for Pitfalls. We had uh yeah I, I, quite a lot of other projects that we're going to work with that wasn't an album you know right we're going to make an ep so we had a few songs there kind of ready already when we started with what was supposed to be an ep so so in a way the whole session for this album was very open-minded and easygoing and i think you can kind of hear it in the album that it, it doesn't kind of um what say it, it doesn't drag you in as much as kind of album like it falls does right like uh and, and, uh, and open in a way uh that you, you can kind of enjoy a bit more song by song there uh, uh, and um and and that's because uh, all our other albums have been the result of one long process whereas this album has been the result of and separate shorter processes. Ah. So, uh, so, so, and each song has been written and recorded in a quite different way, you know. So, uh, so we had no idea how the album as a whole would sound in the end, and that was kind of, sort of like the fun part of it that mm -hmm. you you just like you don't know you just do something and you end up what you end up with without overthinking anything. Uh, and uh, so, and of course, the reason we did it was COVID, and that we didn't have uh, any tours on our schedule anymore. And we, instead of wasting that time, we used it for something. <laughs> so, uh, 
Now, the studio you recorded Castaway Angels, the video in, is that where you recorded all the songs, or did you record them at multiple places? Three different studios. Yeah. Uh, so, um, the the two songs that were more or less recorded before we started with the, with this album was uh, On Hold. Uh, it was kind of done, more or less, uh, from, from the Pitfalls recording, but we decided to not put it on Pitfalls because we already had um, uh, distant bells there and we felt there wasn't space for two songs, quite emotionally heavy songs with a really slow build up uh, <laughs> in one album. Uh, so we decided to keep, and it was a song that we we're super happy with. So we knew that this one will be released at some point. We just needed to find a place for it. Uh, so, and then also Silhouette, uh, a more kind of up-tempo, uh, shorter lighter song um <laughs> and uh, the reason why we didn't put silhouette on pit walls was just because it just felt a bit too light in the atmosphere <laughs> right it just <laughs> so didn't fit was, right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like uh, you can say many things about pitfalls but it's not especially light in the atmosphere <laughs> uh, it's a quite melancholic album and and um and silhouette we just felt ah it's a really cool song but it would fit better in either Malina or Congregation, then it fit in Pitfall. So then we right. decided to, to, to save it too. Um, then we started, uh, we had a couple of other uh, songs that we had thrown away for the Pitfall session, mm -hmm. but we had already recorded the drums for it. And that was the Silent Revelation, one of them. Oh. Uh, uh, and we, but uh, so, uh, so uh, and it sounded completely different, the original uh, version of Silent Revelation. It was something completely different, uh, and and it had some potential. It had some nice things, and we kept a few things from the song. But then we built the whole song around the drums that Board recorded for the for the original song. Um, so, uh, and then suddenly we had three songs, and then and then uh, and all of these songs were recorded in the studio in Sweden. Um, in Ghost Word Studios. Uh, and then the same thing happened with the Shadow Side. That was actually a different song that we tried to record for Pitfalls. And the only thing that we thought sounded cool about that song was the, uh, was the drums. <laughs> so, we, so we threw away the rest and built a whole new song on the drums. Uh, uh, and actually, one fun fact is that the drum sound, the drums on, uh, on the Shadow Side were the drums we used to set the sound on pitfalls. <laughs> uh, so it has a really good sound, such a waste to not use that sound for something. And it's uh, so, so there is nothing left of that original song except uh, the drums, which we built a new song around and uh, did some edits on the drums to make it work properly. But so, uh, so yeah, uh, then we had four songs and then we decided to go into the studio to do to do this uh, Castaway Angels project, um, which was like, we wanted to try something new, something much more intuitive than what we've done before. So we just, me and Turo had uh, been working a bit in advance on, on the, on the um, song structure, just with an acoustic guitar and, and my vocals and some, mm -hmm. some strings that I'd, I'd programmed. But, and, and, um, and we just went into the studio with no particular plan on 
where to take the song. So we just met her and we started playing together and then we recorded it kind of live in the studio, uh, uh, and uh, which we've never done before. Uh, and then suddenly we had five songs. Uh, so it was just like, okay, this is starting to look more like an album. Uh, so, uh, so we just uh, went on from there and said, just, okay, let's make an album into this. And then we started making song by song from there. Usually, like we made a song, we recorded the song, then we made a new song, recorded a new song. So it's just like, when, <laughs> and the reason we went for uh, Ocean Sound was because they had closed the borders to to uh, Sweden, so we couldn't mm -hmm. go there anymore. Uh, and Ocean Sound always looked like such a beautiful place to mm -hmm. to record. So um, um, uh, we went there, and we were not disappointed. Such an amazing. <laughs> Inspiring place to be, and also very, very good technicians, great equipment. Mm -hmm. And then, since we started, we thought about experimenting with trying also another uh, studio, Sedberg Studios. Uh, and he's known for doing stuff like uh, he's done like some anathema records and different things. And and we just always heard of him, and he's from from Norway too. Uh, lives in the same uh, city as uh, Simon. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, so we went there to record some stuff too, and uh, and yeah, and some songs were even recorded in all different three studios. Uh, so now that you've recorded an album this way, is this? Did you like it enough to do it again? Would you would you put another album together like piecemeal like this, or do you like the whole project thing? Like I'm, I'm sure that like uh, we're not going to do it exactly the same <laughs> way again because we learned a lot from this process. But I, I just don't like to do an album in a completely similar way. You know, the only two albums where I felt we had were actually like bilateral cold, quite similar process uh, on each other. Then you have uh, uh, Con Congregation Malina, also quite similar process. Then Pitfalls was kind of a different process again, and Aphelion uh, uh, was a very different process. So, so <laughs> I, I'm thinking that we've started to we learn that there are so many ways you can get a cool result and and have some fun on the way, and not so it doesn't become too generic and that you just do things in exactly the same way always, you know. So, uh, so I I, can, I we haven't decided on how to too early to say how we will do the next album now right even before this one is out so <laughs> <laughs> well when you talk about things sounding generic the one thing i've always said about this band is they don't sound like anybody else and i know you have influences and you have other you know interests and things like that but you guys really make music that sounds like it comes from another planet and that's one of the things i love about you guys because you don't sound like anybody else well, thank you so much. Uh, I really like it. That's uh, really cool to hear. Uh, of course, as you say, it's uh, you can hear some inspirations here and there, sure. obviously, like you can with, with all music. But um, I think the key for that is to just stop caring and to you just do what you want to do and you don't try to very hard to please people. And because I think that's the only thing you can do as a as a band, basically, it's just to do something that is honest, and and if it's good or not, that will just be up to the whoever is listening to it to 
to decide. Like something Correct. can be objectively very, very good and still you don't resonate with it whatsoever, you know. So so it's just um, and that's why the only thing you can do as a man is to just be honest, to do your thing and to not try very hard. And uh, and uh, I think that's uh, that's one of our keys. We, we don't really we don't really uh, care that much about uh, um, who will like it and who will not like it because we know that there is always someone who's going to hate it, someone who's going to love it, <laughs> someone who is going to be indifferent about it, no matter what we do. So it's just we cannot focus on that when when uh, writing music, basically. Yeah, you basically have to make yourselves happy. Yeah, exactly, and 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 at least like it has to feel honest, you know, and. And effortless, and it has to sound like like we're not trying too hard to be this or that. Right. You just want to be leprous. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, and if someone says that, oh, this sounds so leprous. Then it's like, <laughs> okay, it's it's like at least at least not the worst thing we could do is to rip off ourselves. In right. Like, <laughs> that's. Uh, 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 and of course, some people. Oh, this reminds me so much of some band that I've never heard of in my life. <laughs> I'm sure they've listened so much to them, and I'm just like, uh, no, I haven't. But must be a coincidence or a bad comparison. <laughs> when I I interviewed Tor a few years ago, and he told me that he basically um, grew up playing guitar in this band. That, that it just he was learning as he went along. Has writing songs with him and working within the band with him changed over the years? Has it gotten better, easier, that kind of thing? Like it's like uh, honestly like the last records I've mainly written uh, the majority of the music uh, by myself uh, first. Uh, and and it's not like such a, a band effort anymore because and it's not something we agreed to, uh, like, okay, you will do the writing, I will do this or that. It's just like, it's just like I just took great interest in composing, and uh, and Tor hasn't dived that much into it, so he's <laughs> always a part of some songs here and there. But mm -hmm. uh, he's not, uh, he doesn't compose uh, that much for Leprous except writing uh, lyrics. Huh. Uh, so he was a part of, he uh, was a part of. Uh, uh, Castaway Angels on on this album, mm -hmm. and uh, and also of course uh, we were all a part of this uh, this uh, nighttime disguise project thing. But uh, apart from that, uh, he doesn't uh, compose uh, a lot. Uh, and so actually, yeah, yeah. Um some great guitar tones, some great guitar riffs and sounds. I feel like we're embracing the guitar a little bit more on this album than we have a little bit in the past. What I had said earlier about it being a little less ethereal, a little less uh, uh, ambient and a little more to the point, uh, you know, I, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it makes definitely a hundred percent sense. And but it's just like, we take song by song and whatever makes sense for the song, you know, it's never like we, City. I I never like, uh, for example, on Pitfalls, which is probably the like, yeah, album you're referring to when you're talking about the less guitar-driven album. Mm -hmm. uh, is that like it's not like a decision with that took together. Oh, we're gonna have very little guitars in this album because there is quite a lot of guitars there. But sure. Uh, but uh, everyone had a much more free role than they had on uh, 
on the congregation and uh, uh, Malina, where I, where I um, almost all the sketches that I wrote, I all, had already written the guitar riffs ready. Um, so, so uh, uh, on those albums, you will hear uh, like they're kind of based on guitar riffs that I made, that, that I programmed and that I made for the guitar player. Whereas this album here, the guitar, uh, on Pitfalls, especially on Pitfalls, the guitar players had a much more free role to do whatever they wanted. And quite often it was just like, maybe we don't actually need guitars on this section. We can just leave it as it is. And, and so it was just like, it was actually a, a more free process uh, than before, actually. It was just like, you get to be tired of just writing in the same way, writing like, okay, you build it around guitar riffs and then you just like, there's other ways of writing rock music than always basing everything around guitarists. Right. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, but th this new album has been like, we played together more kind of in the studio. So, so it kind of, um, and Robin is also like, we're taking quite a lot part uh, creatively in uh, shaping his guitar ideas. And, and it typically if, is if I make a sketch ready, uh, Myself uh, at home, for example, that is kind of a song from A to B, but without all the details. Uh, so typically, maybe with some vocal lines and uh, kind of a more slightly more simplified version of everything, basically. Uh, and then I present it to the band, and then they uh, typically do their thing on it. Right. And sometimes, uh, and sometimes it can be like, okay, no, we didn't find anything. Okay, then I can. Make a riff like, like uh, as you can hear, for example, the silent revelation. For example, that riff there is something that I programmed, and you can kind of hear it's a typical me programmed guitar riff <laughs> that you can recognize from uh, uh, from the flame or from uh, uh, the sky is red or like a bit this uh, <laughs> two string is uh, type of riff. Well, like I said earlier, um, I got the album and I've been a fan, so I'm always excited to get a new album from you guys. But this one, I got to tell you, I've listened to it more in the last couple of weeks than I did the last two albums in the first couple of weeks. They, some things uh -huh. grow on me and it takes a little longer. This was like an instant, oh my God, you know, this is, this is uh, so good. That's cool. That's cool. And I like both. Uh, I mean, it's, I like, I like movies that I have to watch more than once. I like albums that I have to listen to more than once. I, I like complicated, you know, things that I, ha that test me, that kind of challenge me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not that you didn't on this album, but this was just immediate. It just went right into my soul, you know, right through my ears. Oh, that's awesome. And, and I just, every song, I just couldn't believe that. It feels like the culmination. Like this is the this is the uh, the signpost on the road of leprous. How you've gotten yeah. here and everything that got you here. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of agree with it. It's a very unifying album, I would say. Like, uh, uh, and when I think it can really kind of uh, appeal to both our new fans and our old fans. I agree. Uh, so, so it's exactly what I would say. Like. Uh, if it's an album that you would, what's Leprous all about? And that's an album that you could, uh, here you will get quite a lot of the picture, for example, if you put on that record. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, but if you put on Bilateral, you will just get small part of the picture of who we are. And same with Pitfalls, you will get, just get the small part of the picture of who we are. Uh, so, uh, 
even though of course pitfalls consists of songs like alleviate and the sky is red on the same album which are quite opposites when yeah. it comes to sounds but uh, uh, but um yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, a feeling is uh, it's uh, like despite that we didn't make it as any type of concept album or anything, right. it still kind of feels like uh, an album album, <laughs> like uh, without too many kind of standout songs. It's just like uh, uh, it's just like it's an album that it's like despite that it wasn't meant to be an album, it kind of works best as like an album yeah i <laughs> get that what i mean i do yeah, i do yeah, <laughs> yeah. we don't well, have like any like big uh, hit songs like uh, like for example below and and uh, alleviator uh, but uh, or maybe castaway angel could work a bit like that but that was definitely not the intention with that song it was just supposed to be a calm peaceful <laughs> but the uh, reaction yeah. to silent revelation so far i think that that's going to be a big one I, I really do we put it on the radio station today so <laughs> oh that's cool that's cool uh, and we're still playing running low so now you have two songs in current rotation how could uh -huh. how cool is that right <laughs> well, that's, that's very cool that's very cool but 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 silent revelation it's also like it's it's going to be well received and has been well received in our circles, in our scene, uh, but but songs like Below, it can appeal very easily outside of our scene. For example, that's what I meant uh, right. when I said. Uh, so, but of course, we have songs that are like very popular within our own scene as well. Uh, mm -hmm. But but um, so, like my uh, uncle and aunt who couldn't care less about prog music they could easily listen to and enjoy below you know mm -hmm. uh, or alleviate right um, and for, probably also castaway angels but but a silent revelation would be harder for for these people to digest because it's a lot more stuff going on there a little more complicated uh, yeah 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 <laughs> i mean in a different like for me i would say that alleviate is maybe the most complicated song for me to perform live but that's because of the vocals oh yeah uh, uh so uh yeah alleviate for for me is extremely challenging to sing and it's not that easy to play either for some reason. <laughs> it's just like, uh, uh, so it's typical that like for us it's really easy to play stuff like the sky is red because we've done this for ages like right we, we're a prog band we're we're very used to this way of performing but when we have to play stuff like i lose hope <laughs> then we have to rehearse because it's a completely different groove and vibe than what we're right. used to doing, you know. Uh, and so, yeah. One thing I've noticed about Leprous, uh, especially the last several albums, dynamic range uh, plays so much into your music. Uh, we're coming out of the loudness wars of the early 21st century. A lot of streaming stuff is horribly compressed. And you guys are heading the opposite direction. You go from quiet whisper moments to these big, loud, cinematic, uh, you know, chord changes and, and epic feelings in the songs. H how much does that come into, I mean, I know you write the songs to benefit the song you know you, you add whatever mm -hmm. it's going to make but how much of that involves we want to get this so quiet here and we want to get it so loud here that that's almost a trademark of leprous now yeah and, and i think like uh, uh 
we want to think a bit more uh, like how to tell a story and how to create like a tension and release feeling. You know, mm -hmm. uh, if you put everything on max constantly, which you hear a lot of uh, in the prog these days. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I like if I go on this progressive metal uh, playlist on Spotify, for example, it's, uh, uh, and I just put on shuffle and some artist I haven't heard of comes up. And typically I will hear, okay, all the drums are, have been sound replaced. There is like ever all the guitars are just like a digital, like either XFX campers, uh, mm -hmm. which are which are all great things. But when that's the only thing, the dynamics completely disappear and there's no air left in the music. Correct. So for us, it's really important to have the contrast, and you will see that uh, even when you watch like grandiose series like uh, Game of Thrones, for example. You will, you will, you will see them. There is quite a lot of build-up there going on before there is a big release, for example. Uh, so we don't want to write uh, music in the style of uh, Fast and Furious movies, where <laughs> everything is on maximum constantly, and the story doesn't really matter. It's just lots of effects and uh, fast cars, you know. Right. Uh, for for us, it's important that there is some sort of tension release going on and, and dynamics is it's such an important uh, element for us to, to, to play with and I think I would uh, like something that is really heavy sounds much heavier if you make people wait for it right uh, you know? so in, instead of just like okay I'm going straight on the most heavy section and then I just keep it there during throughout the whole show and suddenly it doesn't feel that heavy anymore. You just got used to it and got tired of it, you know? Right. So, so contrasts. That's, uh, I, find, I find the same thing that I get some music that's just, it starts at 11 and goes nowhere else. And it gets very yeah, fatiguing exactly. after a while, you know? I mean, yeah. and I understand some yeah. metal bands want to do that. They want to hit you in the face and just keep pummeling you. But that's, that's not always my type of music. I, I like no, no, the. No. <laughs> exactly. And then you see them. And then you see the drummer on stage is barely hitting the drums because it's also triggered that is uh, there is like zero energy coming from the drums, like barely hitting the drums because it's necessary for playing it fast enough on the bass drums. <laughs> right. Uh, so there's like no power in the playing. Uh, so it kind of is just something strange about that uh, for me with the energy, you know, like uh, I totally agree. That is supposed to be super energetic, and then you see uh, the drummer is barely touching the drum kit. You know, like, uh, <laughs> uh, and then still out of the speakers, like, bang, 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 like with insane amount of click in the bass <laughs> Right. Uh, like, uh, yeah. I mean, there is a time for everything, but uh, uh, um, for me, like, I can really love metal music, but it, it like very often I have found it find it to be too calculated and too dead mm -hmm. uh, so um yeah <laughs> that's why we tend to like progressive metal it's got more stuff going on right yeah, exactly <laughs> but that also tends to be very calculated sometimes sometimes uh, yes uh, sometimes some like that, yeah. Yeah. some prog bands are just proggy to be prog if, if you know what i mean yeah so yeah yeah, yeah so, exactly so you know that they've been sitting on the computer moving every single bar like like, <laughs> like every single hit on the drums to be 
perfectly on the grid and everything, and there is no life whatsoever left in the music. I'm glad you feel the opposite way about that when you make music. I think it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we have maybe a bit of that... Uh, uh, that uh, perfectionism in us, but not that much. <laughs> well, I know you've probably got to run. You've probably got other interviews, but thank you so much for taking the time today and talking about the new album. It'll be out on August the 27th, and I hope with things hopefully are opening up, we get a tour soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would uh, really love to. Uh, really love to come back to the States and to, to Florida. And <laughs> <laughs> We'll come on back and we'll, we'll sit down and have a cold one. Awesome. And uh, please keep the uh, hurricanes away when we come. Absolutely. I'll do my best. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> well, enjoy, enjoy the rest of your evening walk. And thanks for taking the time, Einar. Thank you. Take care, man. Thank you. Bye-bye.